0: Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to Haunted Tales, your weekly dose of horror. We've got everything from ghosts, cryptids, and curses to deals with the devil, giant insects, and more. Sit back and enjoy this week's story. After a little message from our friends. It's okay, Mom, Claire whispered into the phone, still holding it between her shoulder and ear, feeling tears slowly seeping into her eyes. Those were just from the onions, she tried to explain to herself, even though deep down she knew that it wasn't the case. Her Mom didn't speak didn't answer. She didn't need to. There was nothing she could say that would make Claire feel better. The knife in her hand cut through the next onion, and she smelled the odor before the air hit her eyes, making them tear up again. We'll wait. It's all we can do, right? Shaking her head slowly, She looked through the tiny gap in the door into the small living room of the apartment. He was sitting there. Her son. On the couch, staring into the TV, unmoving, unblinking. This whole mess had started a few weeks back, and by now she wished for nothing more than to live her old life again before the call from the school, the doctor's appointments, the uncertainty that kept her up at night. Another wave of onion hit her, and Claire felt a tear forming in the corner of her eye. She had to hold herself back, breathe in through her mouth and blink it away before it could draw more and more tears out of her, and she would end up a sniveling mess. That was something she had to avoid at all costs. If she gave in, if she allowed herself even a single moment of weakness, she would break down completely, Claire knew. Kevin would see her like that, and the thought alone made her clench her jaw and force herself to keep standing. The hilt of the knife slipped out of her grasp, and the instrument clattered over the cutting board as she took a step back. Her mom was talking again, yet she couldn't even pretend to listen anymore. The words she had heard in her ear held no meaning. As she grabbed a small phone with her now empty hand and cut the call short, her pulse already rising. He had been there, right? On the couch, not even ten seconds ago. But now, through the gap between the door and frame, she could see that it was empty. Kevin wasn't there anymore. And through the blaring of the TV, she had completely missed him standing up. She was at the door in a second, pushing it open, staring into the now empty room, the phone still in her hand. Where was he? Had something happened again? You need to calm down. It's nothing, Claire told herself in her mind. Yet her pulse was already racing, her palms felt sweaty. She could feel it, this dread that always accompanied those incidents. Her feet carried her forward and she looked around, corner after corner, but the room was completely empty. Every fibre of her being wanted to call out to him, shout his name, but she knew that she shouldn't do that. It never ended well when she did. Claire rushed past the couch and could hear the TV still blaring the same volume as before when she headed for the back of the apartment. Her room, his room, the bathroom. He had to be in one of them. Honey? The word was hardly more than a whisper. It came out of her mouth without her say-so. Yet she stopped instantly the moment she heard her own voice. Cursing herself in her mind, Claire looked around, listening for any kind of noise that would tell her where her son had gone to. Someone flushed the toilet, and in an instant, the dread and fear vanished and were replaced by relief. Her body was still shaking. She couldn't move, listened to the tap in the bath getting turned on, before someone opened the door and her eyes fell upon the small figure standing on the threshold between the bath and hallway. He was looking past her, smiling slightly, yet all she could concentrate on were the dark circles beneath those eyes. Don't worry, madam I've even washed my hands. Claire heard her son say, showing her his palms, and all she could do was nod in response. She was shaking. Her whole body felt weak. But she couldn't let him see that, couldn't let him know. So she smiled and patted his head as he passed her by, heading back to the living room, back to the TV that seemed to be the only thing able to keep his attention for more than a few minutes. Claire wanted to scream, cry, shout and punch the walls. There were so many things she still had to do. Problems to solve and people to call, yet she could hardly keep it together enough to stay here and not cry. She had pulled him out of school after the second incident. As far as she had been able to find out, one day, during class, he had stood up, turned completely white and peed himself. The school had called her, and she had picked him up, yet by the time she had arrived, he had been back to his normal self. Whatever normal now was, she corrected herself in her mind. That was the first time she had realized how dark the bags under his eyes truly were. How long had he been this way? Why hadn't she noticed sooner? Still, she had taken him to the doctor, had found nothing, of course. And not even a week later, the same incident had repeated. When she had picked him up then, she could have sworn he was paler than usual. The other kids had a strange look on their faces when they glanced at him, and Claire knew that she shouldn't force him to go back there again. They had looked at him like an outcast, something strange, maybe dangerous. Even his homeroom teacher had the same expression in her eyes. So she had taken him with her. Once is an accident, twice a pattern. Her dad had said that when he was still alive, and Claire now felt like she finally, truly understood those words. These episodes would continue, she had told herself, and yeah... She'd been proven right those past weeks. And now, the time between the incidents seemed to grow shorter. The doctor had found nothing again, but had sent her to a specialist. MRI, CT, PET, NIRS, even a few EEGs and MEGs. No one had found anything. Nothing was wrong. Yet the relief she had felt when the first doctor told her it wasn't some brain tumor or aneurysm had soon turned into something much, much worse. With every past test, every possible diagnosis ruled out, she found herself even more lost than she'd been when all of this had started. If it wasn't a physical problem... It had to be some kind of mental shock, one of the doctors had told her. So Claire had dug into her son's personal life. But... There were no after-school activities where someone might have done something to him. No friend groups with older peers. Hell, he didn't even take public transportation to get to school. Her son was too young to go out and party or try new designer drugs none of the other kids in school had any problems or symptoms. She didn't keep any alcohol in the apartment. There was no carbon monoxide leak or disinfectant that might harm a person. Kevin's father had died almost a decade ago, crashed his car into a tree, drunk off his mind, and they hadn't visited family in a long, long time. Still, she had taken him to a psychologist, and had waited anxiously outside the door while the strange man talked to her son. Again, nothing. Well, almost nothing. There was one question the psychologist had asked her that somehow had stayed in the back of her mind through all of it. Does he suffer from night terrors? She'd wanted to laugh at a question like that. Yet, she couldn't even answer. Kevin had never woken up during the night screaming, yet somehow something seemed to click with her as she heard the word. Night terrors." What a cruel description. But his episodes all happened while he was awake. She had brought her son to a sleep lab, where they had found almost nothing again. A few abnormalities with his sleep cycle. Phases that were too short, delayed, or simply seemed to switch and change every few seconds. Yet the doctors there had cautioned her that it might just be a result of the stress the boy was living through. Night terrors. It even sounded scary. Claire had spent a few nights sitting by his bed half-sleeping in an uncomfortable chair, trying to watch over him. Yet, all that had brought her was a bad pain in her neck and nightmares for herself. She still remembered them, too. While she was sitting, almost sunken into the chair, he had bolted upright, his mouth open, his eyes wide, trying to scream or speak, yet not being able to. Something else had been in that room, some dark figure. It had stood behind her and watched her child while she slept. Yet, when she had awoken, right as the first ray of light had crept through the curtains into the room, Kevin had been sleeping again, tucked under his blanket, in his bed, calm and peaceful. After that experience, she had offered him to sleep in her bed, Next to her, but he had rejected her outright. A little bit too forceful if she thought about it now. So, she had made him promise to keep his door open, as she would do the same. Telling herself that she would hear him if he ever screamed. Only it never happened. Not once had she woken up during the night. A dreadful feeling washed over her. Every night she went to bed and would wake up rested the next morning. Some part of her mind warned her that the stress she was under should keep her up, that she shouldn't be able to sleep through, yet she always did. That something was wrong here, only she could do nothing about it. Claire wiped her brow, turned around and walked back into the living room. It wouldn't do her any good, standing here, letting her fear spiral out of control. She still had to make dinner, otherwise they both would starve, she thought, not finding any humor inside herself. Kevin was sitting on the couch again, his complexion paler than usual, his eyes glued to the screen. There had to be something she could do. Something for her to do. Some avenue they hadn't taken yet. Otherwise, all she could do was wait until it got worse. Mom? It was Kevin's voice that pulled her out of her thoughts. This tone. She stopped walking immediately, turned around to look at him, and saw him still sitting there still staring right at the screen of the TV. What is it, honey? Claire heard her own voice wavering. Normally, when he had this kind of tone, he would be confessing something. A bad test. Maybe he scratched his bike again. Stuff like that. But he hadn't driven around the neighborhood in months, hadn't left home or gone to school these past weeks. Slowly, as if it was taking every ounce of strength he had, her son turned his head away from the screen to look at her. There were tears in his eyes. She could see them instantly. His lips were quivering. Claire wanted nothing more than to run over to him, scoop him up, and hug him. But she was afraid of cutting him off before he could even speak. This was important. There was no doubt about that in her mind. Mom, if I wasn't, if you... She could see the tears in his eyes now clearly. He was crying, trying to keep his voice from breaking. The black spots beneath his eyes seemed even darker now. If I wasn't here anymore, would would you be happy? Claire felt a pain shooting through her heart she had never thought possible. The tears she had kept at bay came rushing forward as she jumped and grabbed hold of her son, pulling him into a hug so tight she worried she might crush him. She could feel him trembling in her grasp, wanted to show him that everything was okay, that all was good, yet the words didn't leave her mouth. All she could do was hold him, feel him close, stroke his back. Claire felt his tears soaking her shirt and heard the whimpering coming from his throat while his small hands grabbed hold of her shoulders. Wordlessly, she knelt there, holding him tight, feeling scared out of her mind as her son shook and cried. He was thinking about dying, was afraid of death. But no, none of the doctors had said anything about that. There was nothing wrong with him. She felt the tremors running through him lessen a bit and finally dared to soften the hug. I'm sorry, he whispered, still burying his face in her shirt. So, so sorry. Claire shushed him softly, now slowly rocking back and forth. He felt so small, so vulnerable in her grasp. It's okay, honey, it's okay. Wiping away her tears, she tried to steady her breathing. Whatever was happening, whatever scared him so much, he was finally talking about it. Maybe they could find out what was wrong now. I called him. I'm sorry. Claire felt a shiver stopping, pulled back a bit and looked at her son. He was staring down toward the floor, away from her. What? Who did you call? Tears were dripping down on the floor as the low crying sounds re-emerged from his throat. Who could he have called and why was it scaring him this much? Claire didn't understand and her confusion made the dread she was feeling far worse. Kevin, she almost hissed, grabbing him by the shoulders. He didn't lift his head to look at her. Mumbled, whispered. I'm not supposed to tell. Someone had done something to him. There was no longer any doubt in her mind. She pulled him in and felt new tears running down her cheeks. It's okay, honey. You can tell me. There's nothing you've done wrong. Claire felt him trembling now even worse. She could hear his teeth chattering. He's mad already, her son whispered through the tears. The... the grey man has found me. I'm sorry. It took her a few seconds to even decipher the words. What grey man? What was he talking about? But his fear was real. Something must have happened, somehow, somewhere, before all of this started. Who is the grey? A small hand shot up and clasped over her mouth to stop her from talking. She could see his eyes suddenly focusing on hers the expression on her son's face, one of pure terror. "'Don't say his name!' he hissed, begged, while tears still streamed down his cheeks. Claire was so shocked by the sudden outburst that she couldn't move. He still glared at her. If she thought about it more carefully... This here was the first time he had looked her in the eyes since this whole mess began. The hand on her mouth was trembling as she pulled it away softly. It didn't matter if this grey man was real or not. For her son, he was, and Kevin was terrified of him. Who is he? Claire asked and felt the hair on the nape of her neck standing up. He shook his head at first, then slowly lowered his gaze back down toward the floor, before he began talking in a low, trembling voice. He was a bad, bad man. We found out about him through phones at school. I'm so, so sorry... Claire couldn't answer. Her mind was racing. What had happened to him? Was it one of the teachers? Or his friends at school? Half an hour later, he found me. And since... Since then, I see him. Almost everywhere. A new wave of tremors ran through the small body in her arms. He was shaking, crying. Where is he now? Claire asked, finally regaining her voice, feeling the urge to find whoever had done this and rip him apart. His head moved. Slowly, it was rising, and she followed the movement of his eyes. They were wandering from her to the back of the room, stopped at a corner next to the bookcase. Claire turned her head and felt him shivering again. Out of the corner of her eyes, she saw it. Something shaped like a human, standing there right in the shadow, Instinctively, she pushed her son behind her as she whirled around to face the intruder. But it was gone. The moment her eyes focused in on the corner, all she could see was a shadow made by the bookcase. Yet still, this fear remained. Her hands held onto her son, now shielded behind her back, but she didn't dare to move. Someone had been there. She had seen him, it, whatever it was. He's still here, Mom. Her son's voice rang in her ears. And now, her own body was trembling too. She couldn't see the figure anymore, but every single part of her subconscious warned her that they weren't alone any longer. He was there. Somewhere. I think we should get out of here, Claire whispered, not letting the corner out of her sight while she tucked at Kevin's shirt. Her son didn't move, beside his hand now softly gripping her wrist, stopping her. He'll follow. He'll follow us. Me. Mom. won't work. It won't work. The longer she stared at that corner, the stranger she felt. Every few moments, the feeling that something was moving right at her periphery overcame her. Like a long gray coat blowing in an imperceptible breeze. She couldn't see it, yet every time she blinked, she thought she could hear something. Let's at least go to my bedroom, Claire whispered, barely audible, while she forced herself to get up on her shaky legs. Kevin pulled softly at her wrist, helped her up, but she still didn't dare to look anywhere besides the corner. Her mind was racing again, only this time it was all about supernatural stuff. Had she ever heard of anything like this? No, no. Not in the real world, at least. Movies, yeah. But you always had that one character swooping in to save the people, right? Yet, there was no one like that for her. For them. Claire's feet touched the carpet in front of the couch, and she would have fallen over if it wasn't for Kevin's hand still holding hers. Her legs felt like they were made out of rubber, She could feel her whole body trembling and ice-cold sweat now running down her back. She turned her head only for a split second to look at the door leading toward her bedroom, yet in the corner of her eyes she could see him again. More clearly now, a man, big and covered in grey, stood there in the corner, His arm was raised, pointing right at her—no, at her son. Claire whirled around, grabbed hold of Kevin as she jumped over the sofa, landed on the other side, and sprinted out of the living room. Running outside wouldn't help, he had told her. And after what she had seen, she believed him. But they needed something, some place to hide. She pushed the door to her bedroom open as she shot inside, letting go of Kevin before whirling around and throwing it shut again. Claire pressed her hands against the wood, then her head. Her pulse was racing, she was almost hyperventilating, and her sight was getting blurry, yet she couldn't sit down. She had to hold it shut. Whatever happened, every instinct in her begged her not to open this door again. I'm so sorry, Mom. Claire heard her son whisper, but she couldn't answer. Outside the door, in the apartment, she heard it. Footsteps. Slow, almost leisurely coming toward them. What could she do? What should she do? Call for help? She needed a priest, a rabbi, or whatever other religious figure might come to her aid. It didn't matter. She needed someone, anyone to help her. Save her son. Claire turned her head and opened her eyes to look at him. He was trembling, and his pants were wet again. It's okay, honey. Everything will be all right. A drawling voice came out of her mouth. There was a new smell now in the air. Sickly sweet. It tickled her nostrils and she stumbled. Mom? Kevin was calling out to her. He sounded far, far away. The sweet stench filled her mouth and nose completely. Mom! There was fear in his voice. Claire felt something hard hitting her back, blinked and could see the ceiling of the room shifting and twirling above her. She was lying on her back, and her body felt heavy. Mom! The footsteps were getting close now. She could feel them through the floor. Her sight was blurry, strange shapes were dancing in front of her eyes. Mom! Mom, wake up! She heard him screaming, terror in his voice. Somewhere, someone was laughing as the footsteps reached the door. She couldn't move anymore, blinked as the sickly sweet stench pulled her in. The door didn't open, yet she could see it. A big, dark boot stepped right through the wood, then stopped next to her head. She needed to get up. Kevin was screaming for her. She needed to protect him, help him, save him. The second boot followed, stepping over her motionless body. A scream, loud and shrill, pierced her ears, and deep, dark laughter (laughs) filled the room as the whole world turned black around her and Claire felt herself falling into an abyss. You do not have to answer that question. It was her lawyer, sitting by her side, advising her again. Not that it mattered. Her world was broken now. Her son was gone. Two weeks, and now she was in the interrogation room. Claire mumbled two words. A rather common first name, then a surname. The people standing by the table shot her dirty looks. She knew it, felt it yet her eyes were glued to the floor. It wasn't hard, figuring out the name. Her son's phone had still been in the apartment, even though there was no longer any sign of him. All she had to do was find out what he had searched for on the day this whole calamity had started. And she had found it. Easily. Again, Claire repeated the name, this time louder. Is everything okay, miss? She heard her lawyer ask, raised one hand to make him shut up and lifted her head. A smile crept onto her dried-out lips. There, in the reflection of the two-way mirror of the interrogation room, she could see it. Him. Only this time, he was fully present, here for her. Found you, she hissed as the figure raised one hand and pointed a finger directly at her. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's story. If you did, please consider supporting us on buymeacoffee.com slash pod. If you have anything to share with us, be it comments, story ideas you would like to hear, or just cute pictures of your pet, you can find all of our social media links in the episode descriptions. Until next time.